certain things that we talk about or idealize in the entertainment industry sound really good, but what's the actual cost? One of these things is telling stories or creating art that is meaningful to you, your voice, your point of view, all of that stuff. My guest today, Gerard Carmichael, is a comedian. Well, he's a lot more than a comedian, but that's one of the ways he got started. He's also a director, a writer, a producer, an actor, and his film, On the Count of Three, is a deeply personal statement, something that was a labor of love for him. He recently won an Emmy for his stand-up routine just this last week. Gerard is very honest. He was honest about the whole Emmy process in his press for that. He's honest in this interview about the process of making this film and, refreshingly so, honest about all the things he's done before and where sometimes he had opportunities that looked great but really weren't and were almost like traps. He has paid the price or accepted the cost of doing the things he wants to do for himself the kind of things he wants to create and he thinks are meaningful. In this version of the entertainment industry, the one we're all surrounded by now, that's a heavy price. And that's extremely challenging to do because it will limit opportunities severely. So it sounds great. It's something people talk about wanting to do, but reality is often different. How Gerard navigates things and has made that happen for himself and how he sits with both the discomfort of the stuff he didn't want to do, but also the pursuit, the struggle of doing the things that actually matter to him. Well, that's the topic of today's discussion. So here we go. Really excited to have you here and talk about On the Count of Three. But I want to go back a little bit first, as I often do with people, and talk about your career path and kind of what brought you into this crazy business in the first place. You have a unique story. You're a performer. So there's a lot to kind of how you broke in. And I'd love to hear a little bit of that story. What got you into the entertainment industry in the first place? I don't know if it's all that unique. (laughs) I, uh, I, I don't know. I was a kid that was into arts. I moved to LA, started doing stand up. I was good at it pretty quickly performed around, had a television show, wanted to make this movie. Everybody said no. (laughs) Finally found investors, and now I'm talking to George. (laughs) And that's the pinnacle, right? You finally made it. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm here. Hey, regardless, I'm here. Yes. You and I are right here. (laughs) We are. This is, yes. Right now, yeah. Comedy is challenging. In lots of ways. I don't need to tell you that, but I'm Mm -hmm. I'm recapping for the audience. Like stand-up comedy is like a really, I don't know, that's trial by fire, right? Yeah, of course. So it's it's a very immediate art form. So, you know, you fail and succeed in real time before an audience. And uh, it definitely does a number on one's self-esteem and ego and toughens you up a little bit <laughs> kind of just like it is a like an actor may move to LA and you know go through classes or coaches or workshops or whatever and not you know maybe land an audition later and not be met with the realities of the craft until a little bit later meanwhile like your first open mic you know mine was just like silent and, <laughs> you know at before sunset 
at the comedy store in a room with no audience members and comics in the back. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, that's what this can also be. <laughs> like, that was like, all right, doing it. <laughs> and it's nothing. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cold, cold world stand-up. You face the most extreme, harshest criticism in the most obvious, like, painful way right off the bat, like you just said. And I think, like you said, we talk, I talked to you on this podcast, a lot of writers and directors, and one thing I've found is the ones who've spent time acting or exploring that world tend to have developed that thicker skin a little bit sooner, but obviously mm-hmm. you, do, you had to develop it like immediately. Yeah, yeah. What did yeah, you yeah. kind of learn? Like, so I imagine that when a lot of people say no to you about the movie, that's not so bad because you've been dealing with that already, right? Well, <laughs> like, and more specifically, my path in comedy has always been to kind of bring a level of seriousness, you know, and a little and a level of like kind of truth or reality as an undercurrent to all of my work. So, you know, while that can be really exciting, <laughs> it can also make people nervous because my taste isn't necessarily aligned with like mainstream comedy, like pop comedy. I'm trying to say that cautiously because like sometimes I just sound like a snob and I'm trying not to sound so much like a snob, but like, I, but it's you just not. You like, don't have to worry about that here. <laughs> I definitely, well, well, I'm saying, well, I'm saying like, I definitely like, you know, was involved in major projects and like kind of like pulled the plug on and kind of crashed a couple like major comedy things because I was trying to steer it in a direction that like, you know, a studio would have, $35 million budget isn't going to want, you know, I'm like that. I had a movie that like, it was so not me that I like, it was my idea, but then I dropped out of it and then tried to get Kevin Hart to replace me in it and wow. then tried to do a path on rewriting it that ultimately led to the studio pulling the plug on it because I like have to filter it through. I think things can be incredibly funny, but for me, it's funnier when it's rooted in reality. It's why probably like, like if I thought about like my favorite comedies, they aren't comedies, you know, they are like, you know, Tarantino's one of my favorite comedy writers and he technically isn't right. Like writing comedy is definitely comedy inspired, but you know, PTA is very funny sometimes. Like, you know, is very funny. (laughs) Like to me, no, I loved. I, I I love that you're going in this direction. Uh, I always thought some of PTA's best moments are his comedic ones. As oh my serious, god! The de- fucking, depth of the, yeah, the seriousness the, the, of the like, movies. That, what like one of the brightest spots of Licorice Pizza is like just the in, uh, insane Japanese like translation yes. of like <laughs> like that's incredible. That's incredible. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I loved that. I thought it was hilarious and, and horrible. And there was like, yeah. uh, there was backlash. You know, there were people who were upset about sure, it. It was like, sure, sure. I think people... that is a perfect dovetail to what you're doing though. Like on the count of three is pushing people and pushing comedy to a place nobody's 
ready to go, right? <laughs> like well, right off I mean, the bat, like and and making comedy, melding it with with darkness and honesty, well, not serious it's, things. It's, well, it's just saying, like, look, I I like to do that in all things. My stand up is probably more inspired by speeches and like and orators than other comedians. And I like to present myself and my thoughts and my sense of humor in that way is like for real, like this is happening like for real. And even a sitcom that I did was like, you know, taking things it, like taking a situation that maybe people people a lot of times in comedy this is where we meet and uh, a lot of the situations i found myself in have uh, veered paths i don't think premises should be funny i've found that when a premise is funny it excites people people go crazy i mean anyone from you know <laughs> the person you pitch to to the head of the studio is going to get very very excited over like a and I don't mean concept. I mean like a funny premise, just like a one that makes you laugh. Yes, uh, is is gonna be flimsy eventually, right? Like that joke is gonna run out, and you're gonna yeah. have to you're gonna have to add stakes to that premise, right? I, I don't like to start there. So what what do you start with? Can you can you? Well, I mean, I just start with well, you start with a story. You start with a personality. You start with a story. Ari Kacher and Ryan Welch, who wrote it, um, and I work closely with them, and we share a lot of the same views on writing and comedy. And I think of in a lot of ways of like shaped each other. Their opinion matters a lot to me, and vice versa. And we uh, work together a lot. And you know, we know, at least look, I can only speak to our relationship and our friendship, even in conversation, you know, the hardest laughs that we've had have been birthed out of like us actually trying to explore something, something that was real. Like, you know, comedians often get in a place where we like kind of riff and even at dinner or whatever, like, it's just like, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny. But then like, you kind of lose the ground. And to me, the funniest things to us, the funniest things have been those things that may have come from some stress with our mothers or our families <laughs> or like trying to understand our own psyche and dealing with, you know, addiction and pain and <laughs> these these things that are like heavy, but but yeah. the, the things that we're obsessed over and find the same thing to be true in characters. Uh, so we kind of just start with premise, just interesting premises. Premises, really things that give characters like a, a dilemma you know mm -hmm. like i think this this movie poses a lot of interesting questions right and and even like what does it mean to to aspire what is <laughs> like there kevin uh one of my favorite things about his art is that it's someone who is finding courage over the course of the film like he's like he's finding yeah. courage in the oddest ways and in, in ways that are you know could be detrimental or obviously detrimental and just like but but the premise remains like is this is this you know is there something positive here like is there something like just something that puts us in like a a, a situation that can that, that holds at least our own attention for discussion and you know positions the story to be interesting like it, 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 to to go places you wouldn't expect it to so once you've found that, like once you and your collaborators have kind of found that, like you said, like sometimes you had projects that were large that kind of got away from you or didn't pass through your filter, but this one was passing through your filter and it was yours. And how 
how do you stay on top of, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it the way I've intended. I'm going to find the financers or the producers or the partners who believe in that. Like how challenging is that? Because I'm sure opportunities to compromise come along, right? Yeah. Well, listen, it's like you just like when you make stuff, you make stuff without the consideration of that. You at least you should. That's the thing that's like written in ink at the top of the page, you know, and you and, and we try and abide by that principle, like making things that we think are interesting and just uh, uh, when I say we, I mean me, Ari and Ryan, like, yeah. you know, just try and protect the idea always. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it tough. Like, it's not saying like we're not open to thoughts and collaboration, but it does mean that the idea should remain intact and not, um, I don't think things should change out of fear. And a lot of times things change out of fear, even like the hopes for like a broad audience or like yeah, the hopes that's a good, for like these, these that's things. That's a good are, example. Yeah. Like, yeah. like does that, how, how do you get to a point where you have the brave, the, like the, the bravery, but I want to be like, just the, the, I don't know what the word is. Just like that. I'm going to stick with it. And maybe that means it, won't happen this way. Maybe that means it, not that many people are going to see it or whatever. Like, how do well, you? Well, no. Well, I listen. It, it it starts with me first, right? I, 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 it's to that point, not out of just ego, but out of like the. I guess it's out of ego. Like, I, I get, I could get embarrassed. I, I, I don't want to embarrass myself, and I could get embarrassed by work, and and I need to feel attached to the work in order to do it, in order to invest my time into it. And I, I don't, I have friends who are in things who aren't proud of the things that they're in. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> and I have been in things that I'm not proud of, and I don't want to do that again. And so if it's going to take my time, then, <laughs> you, you know, like it has to be yeah. my idea. And I try and protect my ideas. And and, and I mean, it's why I got in, because I'm excited to share my ideas. Um, and so it, it comes from a, a place of like, all right, if, if I'm going to make something, it has to be mine. And, and, and if it's not mine, that would embarrass me. That would like hurt me. If I, I wouldn't be able to defend that, I wouldn't be able to like talk about it if it's not mine. I mean, I've done press tours. I've done long press tours for shit that I'm like, I don't even like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've just felt, I feel like. I feel like I've heard a lot of comics talk about this when they cross over more than other people, but I've heard many times like famous comics or all, all men are just talk about like, I don't want to be stuck in the middle of like a press tour or a show or on a set or in a movie and be like, this is not me. This is bad. I'm trapped here. You know, yeah. like, and it sounds like you've had that experience and you're like, but it's got to be hard because well, the business just a waste isn't exactly. Time. It's just a yeah. waste of time. It's just a waste of time. Like, like, like it's not, why I got into the business. Like, so, but look, I say that also, I, I don't think about money. <laughs> so there's that. Like, right. like that's the it, consequence, it's also right? like, in all respect, look, there's money to be made and go grab it and whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't, I, again, to, for me, I, I would, I just can, I'm, I embarrass easily. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a crazy thing for a comic to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get, I, I I'm like, I, I, I would like to be proud of my work and I am proud of my work. And, and 
recently it, it's been yeah I've, I, everything i've done i'm very proud of i can say when, that i can actually say that that's <laughs> like, that's great with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I mean, and, and like just going back a little bit to the, because we're, because, you know, we've talked about the kind of some of the aspects of being a filmmaker and a comic and breaking through and having this be your idea, but writing and directing, producing, these are all kind of like you're doing everything a lot of the time. How does that shake out? Like, how do you manage all these like roles on a set where the stakes are high, not just within the story, obviously, but like for you as a person, like, is it hard to be your own critic, to be your own, like, I know you have some trusted collaborators, but, you know, tell me about being the director of this movie as well as having worked on the script, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, it's just because this, look, it's, this idea is so, it's hard to pull off and I just knew we weren't going to change it. So like everything, all of my roles on this film are out of necessity, like producer, director, actor, co-financier. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot of weight though. Like, yeah, but, I mean, but, but, but again, it's like, I like the idea and I like the movie and I, want it to be made and I don't want to change it and it like the intention is for this I this this idea to be seen you know like and to tell this story and to not and to stick to the story and let the story dictate every decision like this ending like I mean obviously there have been talks and especially when money's involved but like you know this ending came from the you know, the hearts of Ari and Ryan, like the for from me too, like just like what we believe to be true, like what we believe to be Val's natural ending, and to try and find optimism in that. Same thing for Kevin, like you know, and and it's hard. These things are, I mean, everyone <laughs> would just ask us to change that, and and they have, and <laughs> we 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 just didn't think that was true. Uh, so you have to be a producer, actor, writer, director, whatever, just to protect that, just yeah. to keep like it's it's all from necessity. You know, um, I, I think the more people see me or see my work and, and I, I think the less I'll have to hold, you know, hold so tightly to that. You know, like I, I would like to develop in things now that I would love to exist solely as an actor and. And even that, I try and I'm cautious with my hands on developing things like that it, just because I can, just because of the position I'm in. But I, I, I really actually believe actors shouldn't be producers on their things. Like, I, I, hmm. don't, I, I don't think actors should direct it. I, I don't think that, you know, just because like Orson Welles did it once <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, it doesn't mean that like everybody should be a multi-hyphenate, you know, like I, and, and, and I would love to, to just relinquish myself to a role, you know, I, I got to be a part of your ghost's last film. We'll yeah. see if, uh, you know, I make it in through editing. Right. But yeah. what's exciting about working with a director like your ghost is that 
whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get to be like, a piece of that vision but, but and you don't have to be the visionary per se. But he, and if I don't understand it, then the first thought should be to try to uh-huh. not to change it. Right. And then like, yeah. and you go from there, like, like it is a visionary director and you, and you hope that all directors are that. Right. But like he, you just give yourself to what I, and, and I, and I feel very lucky to be, <laughs> to be yeah. able to work with someone like that. Um, uh, but yeah. Can, you, like, tell me, can yeah. you tell me a little bit about like, so Sundance 2021, kind of when this movie, like where this movie premiered, right? What was that experience like? Because getting in Sundance, having the movie there, that's a that's like one huge step of just, like you said, I want people to see this story, right? Yeah, well, like, I'm thankful to Sundance. Sundance was incredible. Just like, it was virtual, like right in the middle of yeah. lockdowns. And yeah, I'm thankful to have them. It was like a good class to be a part of. My experience was, I was in a hotel somewhere in the city <laughs> like you know kind of zooming in uh, to like a q and a you know but but the experience was isolating uh yeah. my, my experience with watching the film is, is kind of follows the art of valve in a way <laughs> <laughs> um but, so are uh, you like looking forward is writing and directing and like I, you're a multi-hyphen even though you said you don't always need to be and you act in a lot of things like are you this like you've established yourself as a filmmaker with this movie and like with, with your vision as a filmmaker, do you look at a lot of projects? You have other projects like this that you're like, I'm going to bring along another, you know, that that's just for me. That's my vision. Yeah. No, if I, whatever I'm to do next is that, and there, there's one in particular that I've actually been excited by for years that, uh, it's coming together not to speak vaguely i always feel like people don't give a fuck and myself i'm just like like of uh <laughs> in development sometimes as a <laughs> like in when they write articles or things that i have to approve they'll put like projects in development in, in like a parenthetical and i'm like who gives a fuck i'm like are you seriously <laughs> we like <laughs> Show me when it's ready. Like, like if I'm a yeah. viewer, like, who gives a fuck? Oh, oh, you're working on stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. I think that in the, it's, you, you ha- you're, you're so grounded from the perspective of like what an audience thinks. So many of our like listeners and readers in film school are like aspiring. So, so much of their interest is like the, the, what does it take to get there? You know, what's the work like? But I think you're, yeah, for most audiences, it is truly just like, okay, like I'll see. Cause so many times we hear about stuff that's happening that never happens, right? How much, yeah. what percentage of your life is that? You know, like I'm excited about this, but I, I have to be realistic about what might happen. Well, mostly, might never happen. bro, mostly even as someone who makes things, yeah, you, right? And, and, and very thankful for, to be in the position I'm in. But like, that's such a small percentage of my life still. Like, you know, like, but such a tiny portion of it is like this recorded event, <laughs> like that capture. And there's so much work that goes into it. You know, I mean, it's like the the Edison patent or idea analogy of you know, like the how much of that fails in order to find something that works. Is um, that? I mean, does that kind of go back a little bit? Because just hearing you describe it that way, like I, the way I've always understood a lot of stand up is that you you workshop stuff 
and eventually something good comes out of like a mass of stuff you're trying that doesn't. Right. Like you kind of like shave it down to find that one piece that works. So like having that perspective with like, I think a lot of people in the industry think like, if it doesn't go, then it failed. But isn't like, if it doesn't go, it's just going to be like a piece of something later that does yeah, kind of yes, mentality. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, well, yeah, it, the, at the core is just fo- like, I'm trying to think of how to say this or word it. I, there has to be some core show. I think of all art as like show and tell. This is mm. my perspective. Of, it's just like, you have a thing you're really excited to bring to the class and, <laughs> and like, Hey, look at this thing I found. Look at this thing that I think is cool. Or look at this thing I'm obsessed yeah. with, of interesting, or whatever. And you and and some things you like. You just work really hard to present them. You work yeah. really, really hard to be able to present yourself as an actor, a filmmaker, a comedian, whatever. Right? And like ideas work based off urgency. Like like mm. a comedian developing. What I found, like well, I'm just like telling jokes. Right? Even when I record a special. What falls out is anything that isn't attached to a core idea. Like if, like, like mm. my special eight, right, is, is me coming to terms with my own nihilism, like, like my own indifference, and 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 I had other jokes, even that were recorded, that just kind of didn't work for the special itself because it 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 was a detour from the, the it didn't add to the story. Yeah, yeah, and, I hear you. You had a theme, you had a thing you were going for that it yeah, all needed to yeah. align with. Yeah. Yeah, and now like as I, I'm tell I'm telling stories from my life on stage, so, you know, those things only work if it has it's a reason I'm there, <laughs> you know, like there's right. like a reason I, I decided to do it in the first place. And like don't lose that urgency like I that's at the all things like if it's a movie idea that you have that like the movie i'm talking about that fell apart and the one that i'm talking about that i've been excited by for years that i hope to make are it's the same movie like it's like transition (laughs) right it's transition it's transition (laughs) like like it's going through changes and it's like it is the same thing and it's something totally different but yeah i don't know i I feel like i'm getting that pride I'm being yeah, but that probably <laughs> no, but that process is kind of like how you survive. Like, like the things don't work out, but there's another end of it somewhere where maybe they will, where yeah. you do a better job of it in the way that it, it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, you learn and grow. You know, just kind of wrapping up because we're coming to the end of our time. Like for people who are looking to get started. And like coming from out of the city, out of the major centers where production happens, like not the New Yorks, the LAs, et cetera. Like, what would you recommend? Because you've done it and you've survived it and succeeded in it. Like, where do you think people should start or or what attitude and approach should they have? I don't know. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the best answer I've ever had to that question. (laughs) I've asked that question so many times and people try their best to give the answer that's like the the useful and you're just like, I'll be honest. (laughs) It's like, hey, work really hard to be really good at something. I mean, that's good. (laughs) That's something, but I I definitely like the, it's not really, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of it is just out of our control, right? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a million ways to like sell hair products. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just like, I don't know, just make a good hair product and then you know, you know, meet 
and and some sometimes you may maybe you'll also be a genius marketer that can get yourself the thing or maybe not but i'm i'm speaking to people who just state it plainly consider themselves artists yeah love what they do and want to present a craft to the world right period yeah. like like and i think this is probably the exact podcast to make that distinction between those people and people who want to quote unquote make it right yeah, I, i've always definitely. wanted to make it don't get me wrong everybody yeah, wants to yeah. make it but like i cared about being good at it and getting better at what i'm doing and that's still my main focus is all i really really care about and i try and judge myself against myself and work and i want my art to grow and yada 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 right but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but I but, mean, you're right. That's, that's true. And that's the, like, keep the main thing, the main thing, basically like yeah, get better at it, do a good job of, of it. I don't know. Also yeah. be hot and star in a Marvel movie. And that's cool too. <laughs> and that make if millions that works, and millions of dollars and be great. Sure, if that and, works for you. But I'm like, saying, or but yeah, yeah, but like do like, or try and do, but whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there is a way and a party you could go to. I just don't know the party. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, I, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on and uh, great work on the movie. Thank you for making your movies and, and holding fast to like what you want it to be. Cause the more that we get, the better it is for audiences too. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Gerard, for coming on the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. You can learn all about filmmaking, education, tech, news, tips, industry insights at nofilmschool.com. That's our website. Be sure to also like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a comment and let us know what you think. It's so cool. I've often heard from people lately, particularly lately, who have listened to this podcast and are also out there making movies. Not just, you know, movies by themselves or total DIY indie jobs, but like actually like getting money and getting movies and trying to promote them. And I'd love to have some of them on the podcast. So if that's you out there, stay in touch, keep working, let us know how you're doing and uh, continue to contribute your feedback to this community because we love it. It's the lifeblood of what we do, as I often say. Be sure to check back for our weekly roundup where we cover the news and more topical items. Those episodes are released on Thursdays. These interviews are always released, usually released on Tuesdays. And also follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, although we don't post there, YouTube, we do post there. And thanks so much for listening.